Welcome to Power Fueled Living, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Through Christ, we can thrive in every area of our lives. Blessings, blessings. I am speaking today about finances. And I want to say that I hope that you are enjoying relationship tools. I hope you're you're taking the nuggets from the speakers because you know these speakers have gone through it and they have come out in a better place. And I hope that Relationship Tools is a blessing to you. So I want to talk about finances. And, you know, money issues continue to be the number one complaint of stress in marriage, according to the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysis. Money is responsible for 22% of divorces. You know, um, joint finances mean something different for every marriage. So there isn't a right or wrong answer for combining money. Some couples keep their money separate. Some may share one or two bank accounts. Other couples combine all their money. They share all the bank accounts, all the credit cards, all the investment accounts. And some don't share any account, but there is full disclosure and full disclosure is very important. So um, some couples can allow their finances to actually disrupt their marriage, but experts say there's hope. I want to share some tips on how you can prevent money from destroying your relationship. So the first that I want to talk about is talk about it. Talk about money, especially before tying the knot, especially if you are married. But even if you're single, I want you to really consider how you look at money. You know, um, premarital counseling can help you get a get get to the root of most things especially money it may be uncomfortable but having a good idea of how you think about money how you spend money future plans even considering investment strategies these are all good things to discuss in premarital counseling if you're having trouble in your marriage and you feel like um, finances are an issue, please, please, please talk about it with the counselor. And yes, um, this is also the time to mention outstanding debts, outstanding debts, um, loans, student loans, other financial assets like alimony or child support payments. And let me say this, if you are marrying someone who has a child, 
but there is no mention of child support payments. Look at that as a red flag. Talk to your spouse about it. Talk to your fiance about it, excuse me. And then talk to God. Ask God what he desires. Now, if you're fine with um, your fiance's response without conviction, again, amen, amen. There, there are, are no, no shame, no foul. But I would really um, encourage you to talk to your spouse and talk to God because God is, well, he, he wants to be the head of your life. He wants to be the head of your marriage. So um, there are books that can support you in your money transition in your finances in your to, to to really help you get a handle on your finances um one one list is your money your life nine steps to transforming your relationship with money and achieving financial independence and this is by vicky robin Another is love your life, not theirs. You know, there's a certain way that you need to manage your money. And Rachel Cruz uh, authored this book. Another is get good with money. 10 simple steps to becoming financially whole. And this is by... Um, Tiffany Alik, um, she is called the Budgetista, <laughs> and she wrote a book, 10 Simple Steps to Become Financially Whole. Another tip is to try to understand each other's money mindset. When you talk about mindset, you're also talking about temperament. And temperament is our nature and how and how it affects our behavior. How much money are you spending on something? Um, these are the questions that you want to ask. Uh, fears, fears of spending. Some other questions are, what was your parents spending like? How did they spend? Did you grow up on a budget? Um, did your parents talk about money or was it taboo? Um, if one of your parents were laid off, how did your family react? And listen, if you are unsure of how to bring up the money subject, take an online personality quiz. An example of this is empower me, empower.me quiz. And it offers a free quiz that determines whether you're an idealist, a stockpiler, a celebrity, a nurturer, a conqueror, or a hedonist. And, you know, these type of quizzes are, are a great way 
to get the conversation started and even lighten up the tense topic if it becomes tense. Um, your next tip is get in sync with money goals. Life happens, things change, jobs, um, children, children's activities, illnesses, and other responsibilities. I believe it's good to have a money conversation every year. And this could mean something different to you. It could be three months, six months, nine months. But do a checkup. Do a checkup. Get, try to get in sync with your spouse. And uh, listen, if you don't, if, if you, listen, don't feel guilty if you and your spouse have an agreement of you not working. That if, if you guys have an agreement, that's unnecessary guilt. Don't feel guilty about that. Release it to God, let it go. Don't feel jealous if your spouse makes more money. If you don't make money and desire to, pray and then talk to your spouse. If you are fine as a stay-at-home spouse, amen. If you're fine as a stay-at-home mom and dad, amen. There's no shame in that. And don't allow the world, the world's uh, comments to make you feel shame. But if there's friction because you aren't working and you can do something, talk to God talk to your spouse, and then do something. It's a matter of communication. And, you know, when I say communicate, I mean be honest, be fair, be truthful. If you don't want to work, you don't want to work. But your spouse needs to understand that you don't want to work. But then the question is, what are you going to do in the meantime? What are you going to do when you're not working? You know, why I say talk to God, he needs to be our source. He needs to be your source. You want him first place in your relationship. You want him guiding your relationship. You want his direction because he wants the best for you. So the fourth tip is budget if you have to. Listen, budgeting is a great way to keep track of your money. The benefits can be amazing. Staying within a healthy budget is good. Working towards financial goals, good. Knowing where the money is going, good. You know, there is a um, site that I recommend for budgeting. It's called Mint, M-I-N-T dot Intuit, I-N-T-U-I-T dot com. 
And that's it's a popular program that lets you create a budget and automatically tracks your accounts and transactions so you can see how you're progressing. It also categorizes your purchases. It gives you a better idea of how you're spending your money. The next tip is stop keeping secrets. Stop hiding money. Your checking accounts, your savings accounts, your credit cards. Stop keeping secrets about spending money. Listen, you shouldn't be expected to disclose all of your purchases, every individual thing you buy. But hiding accounts and lying about big purchases can be toxic to the relationship. It can actually break up a marriage. Keeping secrets break trust. Marriage should be a trusting partnership. If there is something that you're ashamed of, if there is something that you're ashamed to talk about, ask God to help you. Don't keep secrets if God tells you to share. The last one, is this, is this the last one? Maybe so. The last one is seek out, seek out a financial advisor. Now, they are great for promoting financial wellness, planning your retirement, avoiding unnecessary taxes, um, creating long-term financial strategy, preparing for the unexpected. What type of legacy do you want to leave? How much money do you want to leave someone after you die? They also talk about investment strategies. There is so much that a financial advisor can share with you. And if you are a leader, if you are a church leader, invite them to speak to your church. If you are a leader in an organization, invite them to speak to your organization. If you do lunch and learns, invite them to your job. Um, if you're interested in setting up an investment group, financial advisor is great for that. So I, you know, I'm sharing these tips on how you can prevent money from destroying your relationship because your relationship is important. It's very important. Your marriage is important. And so just to go over it again, talk about it. Try to understand each other's money mindset. Get in sync with your spouse's money goals. You guys, you may not have goals. Your spouse may. So if you can get in sync, if you can come to a good agreement about those goals, go for it. Set a budget if you have to. Budgets are good. They are a blessing to so many and so many do not set budgets. So many need to set budgets. Stop keeping secrets. Ladies and gentlemen, stop keeping secrets. 
If you don't know what to say, pray about it first. Ask God to give you the words to say. If it hurts, it hurts. But it's better to share. It's better to bring the truth to the table. And get a financial advisor. Financial advisors are a blessing to a marriage, especially in talking about money and talking about where you want to go with your finances in your life. So I believe that these will be helpful to you as a single, um, as, as someone who wants to get married or someone who's already married. Thank you so much for listening. Join Lisa each week for faith-filled, spirit-led messages and interviews that will empower you to live your best life, spirit, soul, and body.